Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Across the Pond WNBA Podcast, part of the Across the Pond Sports Network. Don't forget to check us out on social media and on our website, atpsports.net. Now over to your hosts of Across the Pond WNBA Podcast, Michelle Snow and James Scott. Welcome to Across the Pond WNBA Podcast. I am back after a week's reprieve. After listening to last week's show, I needed a rest after that. I'm sure, Michelle, did you, I mean, there was a lot of energy in that podcast and that episode it was awesome oh yeah i could tell (laughs) i think everyone could tell that you guys were having fun (laughs) how how was it to to have two legends uh joining you last week in my place i mean we talk all the time so it's like it was just like a normal conversation for us because that's what we do we get on the phone all week all throughout the week um we have meetings and zoom calls every week so we stay pretty connected it was good being able to showcase that to everyone else and letting them see some some raw, realistic opinions that went all from each end of the spectrum. It really did. It was an awesome episode. I really enjoyed listening to it. And I know that a lot of our listeners did. We got a lot of kind of feedback on the uh, the social media stuff that we did. Um, yeah. And have you got your shoes yet? No. No, no shoes yet. We gotta wait. We gotta wait till they drop the. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna call it into existence. The air soups is coming back, and I'm getting a pair. Period. <laughs> I did love that that neither of you had a pair, and you were both like, "Where's our pair?" <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah, I was like, right. "I need you to make it in my size." How about that? Let's start there. That's that's it. Yeah, I didn't think about that to be honest. And then you mentioned it. Oh, you don't even make it my size. So I was like, "Whoa!" Now it was an awesome episode, and to. Very awesome women who came on and, and yeah, they, they left it all out there. We'll, we'll say that much. Right. Okay. So this week, USA basketball have been in action. Team USA and beat Serbia. So we're heading to the gold medal game. Now, by the time we head to the gold medal game, I have been out one after the gold medal game. So apologies about that. But we'll talk about Serbia uh, for a second. First of all, I'm going to be honest. This was a 
a nasty blowout. It was just Serbia were never in this game, never had a, a, a jot in it at all. Uh, and it was just, I don't know, it was just Team USA just kind of, it's like they put their foot on their throat and just never let go. Yeah, they definitely put their foot on their throat. They knew what the prize was and what the goal was, which was getting to the gold medal games. And they have a lot of pressure on them from that standpoint. Um, from the other uh, point of view and perspective, it looked like they were playing uh, little kids. It just looked like a, a completely outmatched, much bigger, stronger. Yeah, it looked like the big kids just wearing out the little kids. But that's part of it when you go to the Olympics. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to keep your eyes on the prize. Otherwise, if you forget that and let up, that's when someone can come back because, you know, Serbia is Euro basket champions. They also have some of the highest three point uh, field goal percentage, some great three point shooters. So if you open that door, they can come back and wear you out. So they just took it, took it from the very first uh, part of the game and defensively just made sure they couldn't get any easy shots. I did see somebody sent me a meme and it was basically the, a tunnel with kind of with the two teams ready to come out one side you had team usa the other side you had like a small girls team it wasn't serbia it was just like a small girls team because that that, that was the perception as as to what that like so the way that you actually said it was just reminded me of that meme straight away i do feel bad for serbia they they, they are a decent team they're well organized they're well coached um and so you have to give them props because mm-hmm. i think they went in there but I think even they going in knew that this was probably going to be a task far too tall. I mean, this is a team on its way to, to winning a seventh gold yeah. medal. So, and for two of these players, it's their fifth. Uh, one thing that I, I really did notice was the shooting percentages uh, for, for Team USA was humongous. For two pointers, they were at like 57%. I mean, overall, they were shooting just under 50. It just, it was just a dominant performance on both both ends and Rihanna Stewart has always just produces some absolutely magnificent stuff at both sides her and Brittany really work well together inside and it's just so tough for anyone to get anything past them for you was there any kind of standout to the Serbia game um the biggest thing was like you said uh Brianna Stewart you saw her doing the little things to give Team USA a lead like running in transition every opportunity she got. She was sprinting and she knew she was faster. She used that to her advantage and just got easy buckets. And I was like, those are the little things that don't necessarily show up on the stat sheet all the time that make a huge difference because it puts pressure on Serbia's defense to get back. And even if they do get back, you have a little bitty guard that's going to be matched up on uh, a player that could easily play in the post. That's a three guard. And I think that's one of the reasons they gave Serbia trouble is you got Brianna at the three, huge player with great passing, shooting. She's got every skill you can think of and throwing it up to BG. That's an easy, easy, no nonsense way. If they double teamed her, she just threw the alley over to BG. Um, You got BG shooting 69%. Like people are overlooking that and she's not in that MVP conversation, but she's stepping it up and playing out of her mind as well. But Brianna has been consistent throughout. Asia Wilson has been consistent throughout. And you can tell that Team USA has um, their mindset. 
And you see Serbia, they're making great plays. They're doing their absolute best. But the size, when you have someone that big running like a guard, it's hard to stop. A big standout for me in this game was Chelsea Gray. I thought she had an awesome game. She was shooting. She's eight, consistent too. 83% uh, from the field. Um, for three throws, she was three for three. She added in some rebounds and some assists. And I think she only turned over the ball twice the entire game. So, and she even, she managed a block as well. I thought that her, what I've seen of Team USA throughout this Olympics is, yes, your Asia Wilsons and, and Brittany Griners and Brianna Stewart's will play well. But in each game, there always seems to be someone else who kind of steps up as well. So it's not just those three that the Team USA are relying on all the time. And in this game, it was Chelsea Gray. She was that, that kind of fourth person that kind of stepped up which was really, really, really strong to see that, you know, this team, I mean, everyone played minutes. I think everyone played over five minutes at least minimum. And that was only Nafisa Collier that, that was at five minutes. Everyone else was above 10. So that's really important as well, because I think it means that when you do go to the gold medal game, everyone's fresh. Like everyone's going to be ready to go. Absolutely. And um, we'll talk about the gold medal game a little bit later on, but let's, I, I've been online and I've been on Twitter and Clubhouse and Instagram. There is does seem to be a split uh, in opinion. Some people say the MVP of the Olympics is Brianna Stewart. And the other half say it's Asia Wilson. Can you split either of them? If we were in a debate and you made me vote for either one and said, you got to defend this one or you got to def- I could do both of them easily. Really easy. Wouldn't even take me much effort. They bring different things to the game. Um, they do different things for the team. But they both consistently are back and forth as far as points, rebounds, um, assists, making sure they put their teams in positions to win. They're two young, hungry players that have really become the leaders of this Olympic game, although they're not necessarily always the storyline. Asia, for me, would probably just edge it out. Uh, Brianna has, has been absolutely outstanding. So I think it is going to come down to this gold medal game to see, you know, who has that final stab at it. But both have been absolutely amazing throughout the, the Olympics. And you're right, like, they do totally... They have totally different games, but it kind of, in this team and in this setting has really come together really quite well. And it's it's really been good to see. I've really enjoyed these Olympics. There has been a few blowouts and sometimes you want to see a bit more competitive basketball. Uh, but it has still been for Team USA and what they're trying to achieve, uh, which is a seventh gold medal. Mm-hmm. It, it has gone to plan. It, it maybe didn't go quite to plan for, for the men's team. They did win the gold in the end, but they, they had a, a few trips along the way. But the women have been consistent all the way through. And there's been no doubt that they are well and truly good for that gold. Absolutely. You brought up a great point with, with the men's side. It's, it's leveling out. Uh, the women's side will get there as well. Um, they have a, a goal in mind. It's just hard to stop a team that big and that strong. Man, it's, it's tough. You got some of the best players. I'm not going to lie. You made a very great point about um, the blowouts. For me, it was like uh, all-star game, all-star versus the Olympic team. That was a great game. The other games, they're good, and the team is focused. The The level of competition maybe just isn't there in terms of having the same size players with the 
size helps. I know at six five, I understand how beneficial it is to have that extra, uh, all, <laughs> all that extra energy and inches. It comes in handy. So it's it's twofold because you do want to see good games because these players have worked for four years to play at the same time. Still Americans still want to see America bring home the gold, but would love to see a competitive gold medal game. Do you think we'll really get that from Japan? I've, I have watched a couple of the Japan games. No. But uh, unfortunately, I, I do think that, like you just said, I mean, Team USA are just too big, too physical. And I mean, yeah. even the in the 3v3, the 3v3 Japan team did beat the USA. I, I do want to bring that up. Yes, they it did. was the only defeat on that record for the USA. So, you know, it's a bit of a blemish on the record. So this, I mean, this they might use this as a bit of fuel to kind of be like, you know what, they beat our 3v3 mm-hmm. team. We're going to make sure damn well that that doesn't happen here. I think we're going to see speed. We're going to see lots of speed, great shooters. Um, you're going to see them scrambling. One of the things Serbia did really well against that USA team was rebound with them, getting some of the rebounds that I was actually shocked at and surprised for us to be as big as we are. I expected dominance. So that'll be interesting to see Japan in terms of, speed and being scrappy and just giving making them get back on defense and forcing the pace as well the the part i don't see them overcoming is team usa's depth it's pretty deep it's and it's good and chelsea gray is six man over here she is just ready to go like could easily go into the starting lineup at any point in time like that's that's scary yeah it it really is and i think one thing that's going to be evident from probably the start is that if if Team USA just start going straight from the tip, then Japan are in for a very, very long day. We will uh, take a break there. And when we come back, uh, we are going to be talking about a move to Atlanta for for one veteran and also um, some news on the Commissioner's Cup. So we'll be right, right back after this. Welcome back. Okay, so we have the Commissioner's Cup coming up. Uh, on August 12th. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. It is a game I'm looking forward to. Some news coming out from the WNBA about how this game is going to go. So it is going to be on Amazon Prime worldwide. So I know sometimes they'll cut things for certain countries like we don't get the Prime NFL game here in the UK, uh, but that's fine because it's a Thursday night game and nobody cares anyway. And then, but this, this is actually going to go worldwide. So... This is this is pretty big. I do believe it's still going to be on League Pass as well, so I'm set. But they have announced that Lisa Leslie, Lisa Byington, will call the game. How? I mean, Lisa Leslie, we <laughs> just seen coach. She just coached the All Star game, and and yeah. now she's going to be calling the Commissioner's Cup Championship game. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, <laughs> I cannot wait because. I would love to see one of those young bucks complain about a call and get <laughs> a royal introduction to Lisa Leslie. She's a beast in her own right. Everyone loves her as a player and as a person. So, and she has such a great personality that it's going to be fun to watch her um, ref in this game. And just to see the WNBA pulling her more into um, things that go along with the current um, season. I think that's important. And for the fans, they get a taste of the, the foundation, the, the league's GOAT that uh, helped start the league along with Cheryl and Rebecca Lobo and other players. 
you get a taste of that while getting to see some of the dominant play that we've seen all season. I think it's a great treat for the fans. I'm definitely tuning in, and I'm super excited about that game. That might be the uh, Olympic Part 2 game. So the Lisa Leslie, first of all, she was the first female basketball player that kind of came – uh, when I was when I was a kid, um, she was famous on the internet back then. Yeah. Uh, when it came to basketball, so uh, she is has been for me like a big part of women's basketball for such a long time, but not necessarily a part of the WNBA. So you like I agree with you. Like it's good mm-hmm. to see her kind of being brought more in yeah. because she is a goat, and you know she. Yeah. She helped create the league and, and kind of make what is today. So I'm really happy that she's she's going to be a part of this. I think it's going to be fun. And yeah, I, I'm 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 that would I never thought about that, but it'll be really interesting if there's like a, a a legitimate call by a ref and one of the players throws a hissy fit and be like, what? And and like Lisa's reaction. Um, I, I I'm waiting for that. Unfortunately for me, the game is on at 9 p.m. Eastern which means it's on at like 2 a.m. 2 a.m. in the UK. It is on kind of late, like 9 p.m. Eastern. I would have thought that this would have been more kind of 8 p.m., kind of more into prime time, I guess. But it's 9 p.m. Eastern. I mean, that's a pretty good time because obviously when you take into account the other time zones and stuff um, and the game's in Phoenix as well. So it's obviously going to be a bit later there. But it's going to be an awesome event. And I think it's gonna. There's gonna be a great game between the Sun and Storm. Like I say, we'll get into it more the actual game next week. But yeah. the fact that it's in Phoenix, I don't know if if someone should have had a home court here because you know get some fans in. Because then you're asking fans to kind of travel. I think fans like that. I mean, when you look at the All Star Game experience and having it in a neutral location. You take away all of the home court advantage, all of that. Period. Show up, bring your shoes, and let's see who's the best team. When you were a kid, you showed up at any park, you didn't care, and you brought your A game. So to me, it allows that, but it also gives the fans a chance to travel. Um, if they're going to even allow fans in, I know they do season ticket holders so far, so it may not even come down to that either. It's just show up and let's see who balls out. And it's funny you said 9 p.m. because I think it'll probably still have extremely high ratings as the ratings have continued to go up this um, summer. It gives a chance for everyone to get home and watch that game and continue to support the sport. I think that's important, yeah. I think the the ratings, and I didn't mention earlier, but the ratings have been going up throughout the season, um, right up until the All-Star game. And I think probably the league, and I know I am, hopeful that you know when the league starts up again proper after the commissioner's cup that we see that again and we see because i think we've seen a lot of excitement about the commissioner's cup and i think we've mentioned it before that it added so much to the season it wasn't just a normal regular season game it was oh this is a regular season game with something on the line so i i really hope that uh we can get this done and we can see it because I'm looking forward to it, and I think we've got two of the best teams in the league going against each other, So, um, which makes it all the better. So that's, yeah. it's going to be awesome. I think it, I don't know if they've got kind of any events kind of going along with it or anything like that, but they've not kind of made any mention to that as yet. But I'd imagine they've got some stuff planned. It won't just be the game. I, I reckon they'll have some celebratory stuff going on with it being the 25th anniversary as well. 
I think they will. Um, they've been doing a pretty good job of trying to implement things with these games to make it more fun and more engaging for the fans as well as the players. So let's stay tuned and see what happens. It's going to be fun either way. The game is enough for me. I can't wait. I really can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be good. And I think a lot of the players that are at the Olympics just now um, that are going to be playing in this game, they'll have had, they'll be back a little while. So they'll be kind of, they'll have had a, a bit of a rest as well um, after playing what a game every kind of couple of days out in Tokyo. So um, they, they, in all fairness, they would need a break because then, then they're having to kind of fly back from Tokyo, time differences and getting your body clock back on US time and stuff. So that that, that must be tough. Um, I know it's tough for me, even if I just go on holiday, um, get try to get used to the time zones and stuff. So um, yeah, they'll get back and they'll be fit and healthy and, and good to go. And I think, it, I think it's going to be an awesome event. Uh, there has been a move in this WNBA break, and that is yeah. that a veteran is on their way to the Atlanta Dream. In fact, she's probably already there, let's be honest. Uh, Candice Dupree uh, has signed yeah. for the uh, Atlanta Dream. She's a seven-time WNBA All-Star, and they just announced it last Monday, uh, just Monday this week. Uh, that she is going to be joining the team. Now, we know that the team have had a bit of issues with a particular player. Uh, so, you, you know, they've brought someone in as as cover, I guess. Uh, what I like about this is they've not brought in, because sometimes what happens with this kind of thing is you bring in a young player, but in actual fact, that young player really shines and really does a great job. And then they can't get rid of them because they're so good. And... You know, they take over the spot and then that particular player that's not had a kind of good run, um, they kind of disappear and never to be seen again. But we're bringing in a veteran. It means that, you know, that veteran's going to maybe be here for maybe one or two years. And then, you know, that player can then kind of ease back in if that's what happens. Um, obviously, that, that situation's up in the air. But having Candice Dupree who, by the way, is also our player spotlight for, for today because I thought it was important that we give her her props. Um, she has a 16-year yes. professional career, um, averaged 14.1 points, six rebounds, and she has done so much throughout her career um, that is yeah. outstanding. Now, you, you'll have played against her, I would imagine, uh, yes. more than once yes. so what is it like going up with Candice because she looks pretty intense even just in, in pictures so I can hate to imagine what she looks like when you're going to go up against her man when I think of Candace Dupree the first word that comes to my mind is respect she came in after me um, and one of the things I love was watching her at Temple and it was some people will say it's an intimidating look, but she was focused. You knew that she came with her mindset on, here's what I need to do. I need to focus on this, this, and this in order to put this team in a position to win. And she's always done that. Whether she was in Phoenix with a fully loaded squad, whether she was in Indiana where they finished dead last, she still showed up every night and gave you everything she had. So watching her is just a ton of respect. When you look at her game and the versatility that she has, wow. Like, I love watching her play, facing up. She can put it on the floor. She can shoot the ball. But she also has 
almost like it's a respect factor when she speaks that people can see how hard she's working and they want to gravitate towards that. And being on the opposing side, I mean, you always look up over at players like that and you just respect, man. I, what else can you say? And her accolades, her, the length of her playing career speaks to how hard she works and how serious she takes her game. For Atlanta, I think Renee made a, a phenomenal move here because you bring in that veteran leadership where you have someone that I'm going to show up and play every night, but I'm also going to bring you along and I'm going to help if you're willing and you're willing to be led by someone who knows what you're going through and knows what it takes to stay in the league is going to make both players better. And like you said, it gives her a chance to come back and get her spot and to kind of grow up. And this is a wake up call at the same time, because if you don't, this person can legit keep this spot, take it, and they can just bring someone else in. So it's a wake up call, but not one where you lose your spot. Um, and it also gives added depth to Atlanta. I think they need that that uh, veteran leadership. I think Courtney Williams is doing a great job, energetic, um, having a phenomenal season. Um, you got Tip there, Tiffany Hayes. And it's just like, how do we bring all these pieces together? And you need that leader that knows how to do that, who is one, who's been to All-Stars, played with the best of the best, played on teams that didn't win, who can say, hey, this is what we need to do. Let's map this out and follow me. And she's not going to say that. She's going to say it with how hard she plays, diving on the floor, going after loose balls, rebounding, pushing the floor, pushing the tempo. And it's going to force people to follow you out of respect. Yeah, I mean, I I've been watching some highlight reels and that that intense look that I mentioned, uh, it, it is like, like I am, it maybe isn't intense, it is probably more focused, but it, no, it's it, it just... <laughs> I just wouldn't like to be standing on the other side of the court. I'd be like, whoa, I'm going to get out your way. Um, Man, that's fun. <laughs> that's fun. Like, hey, let's see whose focus is on. <laughs> that's fun. Right. Now, one thing that she has done that I found amazing is the amount, uh, when we talk about it all the time, is uh, WNBA players go overseas to, to make more money. She has been... Mm -hmm. to Poland, Slovakia, Russia, mm -hmm. China, um, um, like hung Hungary, like this Rennie, who's, it, she's been everywhere. And it's like, yeah. where, like, where in the world have you not been? That, that was more like my point. Like where in the world have you not been? Obviously she started off, she got drafted by Chicago sky back in 2006 and, and she won or she made the all rookie team. But she is like a seven-time mm -hmm. WNBA All-Star. Our last one was only in 2019, um, which wasn't that long ago. And obviously, she has her she has a ring. She's got her WNBA championship from 2014, yep. which is awesome. I was kind of shocked earlier in the season when she got released by Seattle. So this, for me, is I'm really happy to see that she's on the team because I think um, she has she has some years in her still. Um, that she can play at this level oh, yeah. uh, without question. So I'm, I'm, I'm was kind of relieved when I seen this news break that she was going to be playing for the dream. Yeah. Cause you, like you said, you're on Seattle, a team that's competing for a championship, which I know you see the focus that's, that's the end game for her. So it's, it has to be a letdown for you as a player to work that hard, get yourself in a position and then be traded. Um, 
as I tell people, it's a business. Um, it doesn't matter how well you play, you do all of the right things. I see, I think Seattle is in a unique place with uh, Noel Quinn as the coach having to say, um, do we continue with the veteran or do we allow some of these young bucks like Jewel Lloyd and other people like Brianna Stewart to kind of have their moment and play? And are they ready for that? When you look at how Seattle is playing, it was the right decision. And those younger players are ready to take that torch and they have Sue Bird and other leaders in place that serve that purpose. So um, unfortunately for Candace, um, she kind of got the short end of the stick, but she's in a great position and has an, an amazing opportunity to once again show um, how hard she is and how much she deserves to be in a position where she can shine as well, where her worth is valued. Yeah, and I think you talked about Courtney Williams and obviously we had her on the, the podcast a couple of weeks mm -hmm. ago. And one of the things I said was that, you know, she's like a ball of energy and she's just bouncing everywhere. Oh. And I think, I think, I think Candice is the same, but just in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. And I actually think they will get on really well. Uh, and I think oh, yeah. that's going to be a good kind of support there uh, for Courtney as well. So I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how that works because I think that's going to be pretty, pretty amazing. Um, but Candice has had an amazing career even to now. Um, so anything she does from here on, I think is a bonus. And she's just kind of, she's going to enjoy being in Atlanta and, and enjoy being back in the W and being able to play. And closer to home. She's from Tampa. So it's closer to home. <laughs> yeah. Everyone wants to be close to home when they, when they, when they could turn pro, but sometimes it's not always the way. And with Candace, I mean, she's, oh, I, I know. she's played in China. She's played in Slovakia. I mean, she's played everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, she's, she's spent a lot when I was going through her resume, like, she has spent a lot yeah. of time away from home. So um, maybe being in Atlanta is, isn't, isn't too bad for her. Maybe they should just drop a team in Tampa since there's so many people in Tampa. Listen, bring it. No, bring it. Florida needs a team. Well, we need another team. They're dropping team. one in, in my second home of Oakland. So maybe they should, they should, maybe they should drop one in Tampa for you. Yeah. <laughs> That would be a ton of fun for um, Florida to get. It's so many athletes down here and so many women that play basketball. I think it'd be great to have a team here as well to put the focus on that. I know it's kind of a football state, um, but when it comes, women don't play football. So yeah, basketball is the next best thing. So drop, drop another team here. And I think Florida's ready for one. I think Miami was a little too much too soon. Yeah. And, and you know what I didn't like about Miami and, and what I don't like about some teams um, that will remain nameless is they obviously have the Orlando Magic as the, the NBA team. And then they mm -hmm. had the equivalent of um, uh, the Miracle. And I just thought, I yeah. just thought mm -hmm. the names were too similar. And I thought like they should stand out about themselves. And I know they're trying to be like one big franchise, but I, I just thought, yeah, yeah. For, for me, I prefer like the Seattle Storm. Nothing, nothing yeah. else in that kind of region, but like the Supersonics. Yeah, so we'll we'll see how that all works. But we will take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll look forward to the gold medal game uh, and our thoughts on that. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see what's going to happen with these top twenty-five players of all time. Michelle, I'm assuming that you're going to be part of that. So, uh, but we'll get into that in just a moment. Okay, welcome back. So. 
top 25 players of all time. And the WNBA is the 25th year. The, the WNBA is continuing to commemorate the landmark of the 25th season and uh, announced plans for a kind of W, the W25 is what they're calling it. And what's really important is that fans are going to get to vote on this uh, in terms of who the GOAT is. And there's a hashtag, um, it's hashtag WNBA GOAT vote, uh, which quite catchy actually uh so you can do that on twitter if anyone wants to do that you can also vote on wmba.com and on the wmba app as well uh now there's some players that probably pick themselves um quite easily but that this this is going to be an immense group of, of players oh yeah <laughs> i was thinking about it looking through that it's kind of interesting um I think it's going to be really good because I think just like the all-star voting went away from being voted in by fans, eventually this will too. But for now, it'll be interesting to see who the fans vote in. I think your top 10, like you said, are they're going to be a shoe in after that. It may become a bit of a popularity contest. So it'll be quite interesting to see how it plays out, but kudos to everybody on the nominee list. Um, Definitely go and put in your votes and let's see who shows up as the top 25. Now, did you say you're... Who are your top five? No, hang on first. No, no, I want to know this. So did you say that you're on the 75 nominees? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there we go. That's my vote. <laughs> Sorry, no. Um, so I, I didn't even realize... I hadn't looked at the nominee list as yet. So, um, wow, I'm excited. So Michelle Snow is is definitely in my top five. <laughs> Man, I want to know who else is in this top five. Ooh, it is tough. Uh, I think I think a couple of them, as I said, probably put themselves. Lisa Leslie, hands down. Uh, after now. Because I didn't get the opportunity because of TV and all the rest of it, I didn't get a lot of opportunity to see yeah. Cheryl uh, play. Uh, but I would put Cheryl mm-hmm. in my top five because I've been watching a lot of highlights um, over the last week since you, you did that episode. Uh, I would pick Sue. I'd pick Sue Bird. Mm-hmm. And, oh, that's a tough one. Uh, mm. You got to throw... You- you gotta throw Tamika catches in there. Yeah, I was I was thinking Tamika and probably Diana as well. Yeah, I would I would be pretty consistent. That's about the same for me. One might change, but yeah, when I look at both ends of the floor and playing, I go, you can't leave Tamika catches out of that that conversation. Yeah, and she's just in the Hall of Fame as well. And her numbers, she, I mean, 80, 80, 80. Goodbye to everyone on the list. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. From the three-point line, I'm like, my goodness. That's some of the things she she did was was amazing. And that's one of the reasons I, I worry about the popularity vote too, because um if you're not in the bigger franchise and getting the TV time, that can hurt. Although your numbers may be higher or, or better than others. Um so that's why I said it'll be interesting to watch how this plays out. Well, I think as well, like for me, like I, I even mentioned it before I picked my five, because internationally the WNBA wasn't being shown mm-hmm. here 25 years ago, 
I had to go back and look at highlights of, of Cheryl. So for me, wow. um, or and for international fans, they might not have seen Cheryl mm-hmm. play. They may not have seen Rebecca and, and Lisa and stuff. So, you know, those might not be players that they, they resonate with, that they kind of grew up watching. Mm. So you were fortunate you lived in America, so you got to see them. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. And we kind of forget that because the game has gotten so international and the popularity is growing so fast that um, these players that are playing overseas also are going to have, uh, like you said, Candace Dupree has been all over the place and, and in certain places where the fan base is huge overseas, those gyms are packed out. It'll be interesting to see how that even affects it. Like I would love to see where the votes are coming from countrywide as well. Yeah. It'd be interesting if the, the WNBA can kind of, put that out afterwards to kind of see where the votes came yeah. from and stuff because I think that would be interesting and I think it would help them see that the WNBA is massive around the world it's not just a, oh, yeah. in a few countries it is actually all around the world it's a global global league now so uh, yeah I, I would be interesting interested to see how that looks when they when the, the kind of votes are, are done and they can kind of take a look back because I'm sure there's some analytics or something that they can do to, to look at where all the folks. Yeah. I was going to say that's qualitative data right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tells you where to go. <laughs> but right. So you're in the 75. So, I, I mean, I've got one vote sorted. That's absolutely fine. Um, so <laughs> we'll have to start a hashtag vote, Michelle. Um, vote, vote, vote M Snow. I need, I'm going to need to think of a hashtag for that. Because uh, that, that's something that we're going to have to start. Um, now, we will finish uh, on this, on some good news. Uh, that Team USA, we've already spoken about it, but they're in the gold medal game against Japan. Uh-huh. This, I mean, we, we kind of alluded to it earlier, that uh, Team USA have gone up against, in stature, smaller teams, and have pretty much wiped the floor with them. So I, I look, I know, I'm not, it's not disrespectful. It's just what happens. I mean, it's true. I mean, it's... Yeah. Um, so what, I, what I'm really looking forward to is watching the team take the floor. What I always respect um, about at USA is like, that before the game starts like they're all talking they're all communicating and sometimes you look at some teams at the other end of the floor that are warming up there's none of that and japan's one of those teams like they you don't see them really talking in warm-ups and stuff but i've always thought that the best teams are communicating from the locker room to the floor to warm-ups to the bench and like game start and they're always communicating whereas a lot of these teams just don't and I think that's what sometimes lets them down because I think if you can hype each other up like from the locker room and onward then that's what gets you going that's what gets the blood going and although I've never played at this level like even at like amateur level in Scotland that I've played at that's what it's like if everyone can get everyone going um, and pump each other up then you know the game's gonna go you know it might not, you might not win, but you know it's certainly going to go more your way. Um, you can put in a good showing. So, for you, is there anything that Team USA need to do, need to do other than just turn up? Control the boards. Period. If you control the boards, you control the game. 
because you're not going to get more shots. You're not going to get the fast break. It controls every aspect of the game, and it's probably one of the most overlooked pieces um, to playing the ball, to playing basketball. If you don't have the ball, good luck scoring. And that starts with getting that defensive rebound, which pushes you in a transition where we've already seen Brianna Stewart just showboat. Like she is just putting on her her running shoes and taking off on people and getting easy buckets. But on the other end as well, yeah, rebounding. um, Rebounding controls the game. It sets the tempo and the pace. By getting that defensive rebound, you're able to get out in transition where Brianna Stewart is great. Um, you have great rebounders like Fowles, Griner, and Charles controlling the board, so they're going to get her the ball. You got leaders and point guards like Sue who are going to push that tempo and pace. That puts um, Japan on the defensive as well because they got to get back and stop these players that are completely unmatched when it comes to size. So I think the boards are where the U.S. can really um, take advantage of the game and getting those offensive rebounds so they can get easy second chance points without having to run the length of the floor to do so. And that allows them to kind of control that tempo. So what we're saying is that basically, uh, and we're recording this on Saturday, this comes out Monday, so the game have already been played. So we, basically what we're predicting right now is that Team USA has its seventh gold medal uh, and Sue and Diana go into the record books uh, for having five of those gold medals. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> Sounds good to me. Um, so it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> um, and on that bombshell, um, we will uh, end out the show there. Uh, thanks so much for joining us um, again for another week. And uh, we will be back again next week um looking forward to that and we will look more at the commissioner's cup championship game that's going to be awesome and then the second half of the season starts so woohoo can't wait for that so we will be back next week have a great week everyone you've been listening to across the pond wnba podcast please follow rate and review our podcast and check out atpsports.net to see the guests we have coming up and keep checking back to listen to our latest episodes Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.